Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let me just break that down in an example of myself. (laughs) This is a solo episode show. We have no one else to phone a friend here for. So back to me, everybody. All right, you guys, what's up? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to another episode of Austin AF, your favorite day of the week, Thursdays, because your favorite show of all time, Austin AF, releases today on Thursday. So welcome, you guys. If you are new to my show, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram as well, at Austin AF, because we need some more followers there. And today, I I am doing a solo episode. This is my second ever solo episode. The first one I did was how to navigate your 20s and some real life advice on how to really find yourself in your 20s. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure to go listen. But today is all about relationships and a little advice about either breakups, how to move on, and mainly about how I moved on or how I'm moving on currently and learning how to go from a very toxic relationship to a very healthy relationship. Because if you're out there and you were in or currently in a relationship where it doesn't make you feel like your best self and you're questioning it and you, you know, you're looking at your significant other and you're like, I think I could do better, then that might be a toxic relationship. A little bit of background about my relationships and like where I've been um, in my situations. If you guys have not followed me for a little bit, I had a boyfriend for about four and a half years in college and past college till I was like 24. And after that, I quickly jumped into another relationship that, uh, sorry if you're listening to this, I was not in love with him at all. I was just doing it as like a Band-Aid to rip off the Band-Aid of my last ex and never really, you know, let myself feel for my four and a half year relationship let myself be single for two years. And then I am now currently with my boyfriend. We just celebrated our one year anniversary together. Um, And so we've been together now for one year and two weeks. (laughs) But I feel like with COVID and everything, I feel like we've been together for like seven years. And I just like know he's the one. He is the most amazing, um, as Megan Fox likes to say, the most beautiful boy, most beautiful little boy in the world. He's so talented. Ugh, never mind. I'll just save you guys all that bullshit crap. But anyways, I just want to let you guys know I'm very in love with him. And sometimes, you know, what you guys see online um, isn't always real life. And I know like I always preach when I was dating, you know, my four and a half year relationship guy, like how in love I am with him and how perfect our relationship was. And if you guys follow me back then, you know, he was a basketball player and I was at all his basketball games and just supporting him always. And It was kind of a load of bullshit because I was so deeply in love with him, but I don't think he gave me what I needed because over the weekend, (laughs) I got a direct message to myself. And just like a little side note to preface this entire episode, I want to say this because I got this comment on my YouTube and it was like, you're still not over your ex. You still talk about him. No, I fucking talk about my ex-boyfriend and my situations and scenarios 
because I, A, I think it's amazing to be open and transparent and B, he's a part of my life still. I am clearly in love with my boyfriend now and I'm so over my ex-boyfriend. I swear on everything that I am. But I think talking about our past experiences, A, is great to be transparent and open and especially for me to like get all this off my chest as well. It helps me, you know, really realize and accept everything that happened and B, could also help you if you're listening to these. So I got a DM over the weekend. Let's go back to that. This is where it all really started. This is how I got this entire idea for this solo episode to thank you, whoever sent that DM to me. And it said, I just posted a photo with my new current boyfriend and we were in Mexico. And she said, I just want to say, I am so happy to see you so happy with Lane because your ex-boyfriend was clearly a douche. We were hooking up while you guys were dating. Just thought I'd let you know, P.S., this is not my real account. I'm sending it from a fake profile so you don't know who I am. <sighs> okay. I got this while I was with my new boyfriend and I kind of froze in that moment and like I'm still kind of freezing up about it right now because it's it's a very interesting feeling when you're so in love with your current boyfriend but at the same time a girl A knows my current boyfriend's name. If you guys um, know my boyfriend's name, you probably listen to them, my podcast or my show or something. I've literally never tagged him on Instagram. Uh, he has commented on my photos before, like, I love you. So it might be like a little bit, you know, it's not like a secret. I'm not trying to keep my boyfriend's name a secret. But even when my friends came to visit me on my birthday and was like, uh, I was like, this is Lane, my boyfriend. And she was like, oh my God, I don't even know his name. You post him all the time. I obviously know who he is. I know what he looks like, but I didn't even know his name. So the fact that this girl knew my boyfriend's name, number one, just scared me off the bat. I don't know why, but it was like, wait, what the hell? Number two, why are you telling me a very happy girl in a new relationship that you cheated with my boyfriend years ago? I just want to repeat this to anyone who might not know. If a girl is happy or you actually don't know where she's at in her mind, because most of the time a girl will say she's over her ex, but you know, she still thinks about him, especially if it's fresh. For me, it's years ago and I'm fine and I could deal with it. But at the same time, please don't go up to a girl and talk about her ex-boyfriend to her. I think it's very, very disrespectful. Um, maybe if you're if you're meaning it in a very nice way, then that's totally okay. And it's like, oh my God, like. I don't even know. I, I'm friends with your ex-boyfriend. Like, I know that might be weird, but like girls can weird girls vibes. Come on now. If you're going up to a girl, imagine saying that to a girl's face. You're going up to her at a pregame and you're like, I'm so happy you're happy because I did fuck your ex-boyfriend. Could you imagine actually saying that to a girl's face? No, you have no idea where that girl is in their healing process with their ex. And so please just don't bring up that name. It could trigger her, set off her entire night the wrong way, thinking about her ex-boyfriend. So just, you know, play it cool, be a freaking girl's girl. And on that note, I don't know if this girl was trying to be a girl's girl to me because, you know, sometimes I get a DM and it's like, I'm so happy for you and your boyfriend. I've seen you like <laughs> your past relationships. I'm so happy this one's working out for you. You just look so much happier. That is a girl's girl right there. But the fact that she's sending this off of a fake account, by the way, this account only follows 15 people and I'm one of them, which really fucking terrifies me first off because why are you following me off of a fake account? when you fucked my ex-boyfriend while we were dating. Like that alone just like sets me off the wrong way. Again, that might be a little self-righteous of me, but put yourself in my shoes for a second. Like it's a little scary for me. Like 
why are you telling me this? So if you're trying to be a girl's girl, at least send it off your real account. Be brave enough to be courageous enough to really write that from your real account and show your face. And if you did, I would have replied to you. So basically when I got this message, I was going back and forth in my head whether to reply to this girl or not. Like, do I, do I need to know more? Do I need to know who this girl is? Do I know you in real life? The way she sent it made me feel like we know each other in real life. If you read the DM, you'd be like, oh, this girl kind of knows you and she's just trying to fuck with you. So it made me feel a little bit, I don't know, in my feelings. I don't want to say sad because it wasn't a sad feeling. It was more just like, okay, phew, I dodged that bullet of him. But at the same time, triggered some old feelings that I haven't felt in a very long time. And in my last relationship, my ex-boyfriend of like four and a half years, I doubted us a lot because of how sneaky he was, I would say. Um, I just think that he had these like tendencies to hide things from me. And if you've ever been like lied to or gaslit before, you know the exact feeling. They make you go freaking psycho. I would literally like try to like hack his Instagram and like read his phone when he was sleeping. Like that's the type of shit I used to do. I have not looked at my current boyfriend's phone once in our entire relationship. I have no need to. I don't care who he's following on Instagram. I don't care, you know, if he still follows his exes on Instagram. Like that's how confident I am in this relationship. And I just want to first say that. And so it was really weird when I got this DM because it triggered past tendencies of mine because I stayed quiet about it. I didn't tell him that I got this DM. I was with him and I was just like froze. And I like, I kind of changed my attitude towards him. It was like the weirdest thing. It was like, I hate all men attitude. I can be a boss ass bitch by myself. Like that's literally how I was thinking. Like if I thought in my mind, I was like, if I had a boyfriend for four and a half years and I literally didn't know he was cheating on me, how can I trust anyone? I thought I was in love with this man. Who, who is, who are you? And can I, can that happen again? Like just all, all these thoughts like ran through my head that were obviously so silly because my boyfriend now is a new man and the best guy ever. But at the same time, we we're laying in bed that night and I'm like, he's looking on his phone and usually I don't even look at his damn phone when he's in laying in bed scrolling through Instagram. I'm doing my own thing on my own side of the bed. And he like passes through a girl's photo, stares at it for a little bit. Next thing is a girl's photo. I mean, only girls post on Instagram unless you're real. It's not like guys' photos, like selfies. <laughs> That'd even be weirder if you followed them. And so basically he's just like, looking at these girls' photos, like going, and I'm sure like they're like his friends from college, maybe some girls he hooked up with. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, put the fucking phone down whoa, where the hell did that come from, Katie? I snapped. I had these old thoughts that just rose up and filled my entire body from this stupid girl's DM. And I hated feeling that way. I hated it because I knew I was bringing in baggage that was not supposed to be there in this new relationship. And that's why I say going from a toxic relationship to a healthy relationship because they're damn different, let me tell you. And I've always been a very confident girl in this relationship, but this trigger set me off. And it brought up in me this questioning and doubting. And so what I like to call and what I've done a little research about, it's called retroactive jealousy. And let me explain to you what retroactive jealousy is. The exact quote is obsessive overthinking about ex-sexual romantic events, people, and encounters from a partner's past. 
And that, in that moment for like a day with my current boyfriend, I was just overthinking every single girl that he has been with, he follows. And I've never cared about that before. And it's the weirdest feeling because I (laughs) felt like I was bringing up my old feelings in my past. And that night I found out that when you're just mad at him for nothing, for just a random reason, this can spark up a lot of things and it can kind of spiral you as well. So basically retroactive jealousy is if you are with your partner right now and you're like still thinking about like his ex all the time um, and you're comparing yourself to his ex or the girls that he has been with. And I think this is something that we don't like to talk about a lot as girls because we want to pretend we're the most confident girls in the world. And I totally agree with that, sis, because like I want you guys to never think about who your partner has been with. But let's be real. Sometimes we do. I know for one of my best friends in the whole entire world, she like doesn't give a shit. And all my friends like care a little bit. We're like, you know, if a girl, if we're in a party or like a small get together and a girl that my boyfriend has been with walks in the room, which happened over the weekend. And so that's again, why I was like a little bit on edge and we were in a foursome conversation and then just them two talking. Usually I wouldn't care so much, but when I was on edge about this DM that I held in for a good two freaking days, I was like, I didn't like that. I do not like you talking to a girl that you've hooked up with. It's a weird feeling because I don't want to care. And he didn't even know me in his past. He literally did not know me. This is three years ago. And so how can I possibly be upset or even think about girls that, you know, he has been with when he didn't know me at all? So I want to repeat this and reiterate this as we all know, and it's one of Tinks's favorites quotes, but I've said it for absolute years, comparison is a thief of joy. So remember that when you are comparing yourself to either your partner's exes or people that they've hooked up with. It will just eat you alive if you start comparing yourself. They are with you for a reason. They love you and they wouldn't, a guy wouldn't be with you if he didn't want to be with you. He's with you for a reason and he, he, that guy is not comparing or thinking about the people that he's been with. Guys see girls as just like another human being after they have moved on from that girl. They're not thinking about that ex like you are at all. And so I just wanted to get that out there because then I was watching um, Ted Lasso, which I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but Ted Lasso is literally my favorite show at the moment. Um, I just finished it and I'm so sad. Uh, So basically, if you guys have seen Ted Lasso, I'm not going to give away like everything if you have not seen the show, but Season one, episode eight. I feel like I always watch TV shows that are like really, you know, just about my current life and what's going on. Um, And so season one, episode eight, I was watching it. And it was a scene where Roy Kent, one of my favorite characters, who's actually also co-wrote the show. If you guys didn't know that, Roy Kent literally co-wrote the entire show. And he's also the actor of Roy Kent. Crazy. Roy Kent wants to date Keely, who is another star in the show. But Keely has dated and been with one of his teammates. And Roy Kent went to uh, Ted Lasso and the rest of the coaching staff and was like, what do you guys think? I can't get her ex-boyfriend out of my head. I can't even kiss her without thinking about him. Like, do you guys think I should still go after Keely even if she's been with stupid her, uh, her stupid ex, Jamie Tot? And I really liked what Ted Lasso had to say. <laughs> He said, don't let her past mess up your future. And I thought that was a really insightful quote from such a funny and comic relief show. 
Don't let her past mess up your future because it's so freaking true. So in that very moment, I had to like call my best friend and I was like, why am I getting so upset right now over like my current boyfriend, like talking to a girl that he has hooked up with before? Like what's wrong with me? Like whatever. And she's like, dude, imagine in a conversation yourself in his his exact very shoes. Imagine your boyfriend and you in a conversation with a guy that you hooked up with three years ago. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't give a shit at all. Not one feeling would ever come back to me. So like put yourself in like in their shoes for a hot sec and like think about the people that also you've been with and you've hooked up with and then like reverse the roles a little bit there and it'll make you feel a little bit better about yourself because you're like, oh yeah, I wouldn't give a shit, obviously. Um, and so that's just like a little side note about retroactive jealousy. It's all about your ego as well and just making sure like you're letting down your ego. And I loved what Dr. G had to say. If you haven't listened to the episode of Dr. G yet, go back in in Austin AF because he had a very insightful thing to say about this as well. Make sure you're seeing your person for exactly who they are in that moment. And he said it better. I'm probably going to butcher exactly what he says, but don't look at all their accomplishments, what they've done. If we can just see people without everything and stripped of everything that people think they are, we can really understand a human being way, way better and connect with them on a deeper level when we can just see them as who they are in that very moment and how they treat you. It's not about who someone freaking follows on Instagram and what photos they like. That is not real life. Okay, so that was just like a little side note about retroactive jealousy because I saw that that was what triggered me. Like, you know, that DM track triggered some retroactive jealousy that came up. Had actually nothing to do with my current boyfriend, had everything to do with my last boyfriend. So now let's get into that because I personally think baggage can be handled with forgiving that last person that really traumatized you. Let me just break that down in an example of myself. (laughs) This is a solo episode show. We have no one else to phone a friend here for. So back to me, everybody. (laughs) Another example. So basically what I mean by this is I never got closure with my ex-boyfriend. We dated for four and a half years and we kind of broke up. We didn't really break up. We still talked every single day. We still said, I love you. And then like, boom, one day he just had a new girlfriend. And so for me, I blamed my years of not getting over him off of the fact that I never had closure with him. And I think that there is this like majestic term of closure, but I don't think closure really exists. Let me explain. A lot of us seek that closure after we end a relationship because we want to know what went wrong. What did we do that caused the breakup? We blame ourselves and our insecurities. And I want to tell you right now, Closure doesn't exist for a number of reasons. It is all about you and yourself. You can't expect someone else to give you the closure and the answers that you need. Someone else will never give you those answers that you want. You have to realize your own worth. And it took me a long time, a long time to realize this. It's not about closure. It's about forgiveness, forgiving the other person. And I'm not saying you know, that my ex-boyfriend, I'm forgiving him for cheating because I think cheating's okay. No, forgiving him for me and for my own good, for me to be happy. 
And it's not about closure. It's about acceptance. It's making sure that we accept that we just weren't meant to be together. And maybe he's a better person now, but accepting what he did and forgiving it. And it is really freaking hard to do so because you don't want to give that other person the glory of forgiveness sometimes because they don't deserve that forgiveness. They deserve that. They need to know that what they did was wrong. No, let them be. You guys are not going to be together anymore. So let yourself move on. You deserve to move on. And the first thing to do is forgive them. It is not to ask them questions about what went wrong. And it's not to try to get answers. You don't need to have that one last conversation. And I always thought I did. I always wanted to ask him. I still, you know, like before even like a year before I met my boyfriend, which is like what, three years post breakup, I literally was so close to sending him a text being like, can we just talk? I just want to freaking have one last conversation with you to see what went wrong. I want to know like why you cheated on me. I want to know. And first off, I'm so happy I didn't do that. And I needed to just sit with my own thoughts and make sure that I knew what his reaction would be because it wouldn't be what I wanted. And once you realize what he's going to say isn't what you're going to want to get, you just have to accept that and move on from there. So instead of closure, make sure you're focusing on acceptance and forgiveness. So what can we actually do to get the in quotes closure or acceptance that we want? My biggest thing is writing them a letter and not sending it. (laughs) That's a huge one. Don't send the freaking letter that you're going to send, but write it. I did this with my ex-boyfriend. Okay, you guys. So when I thought I was going to text him, wanting that closure and wanted to talk to him and have that last conversation, instead, I wrote him a letter. I put it in the notes on my phone, typed away with my Twitter fingers. And basically what I did is I actually rewrote it day after day. So I think it would take, it took me probably a week to like sit on it every single night and really go through it and going through it, not a way to like make it like grammarly correct, but kind of just like, first off, when you write that letter, you're going to be really, really angry. And you're just going to like go off on him. The next day you're going to kind of like, like, oh damn, that I probably should take away some exclamation points. I should probably like uncapitalize this one. And the next day it kind of like keeps getting a little less angry and a little bit more like accepting, in my opinion, if you like keep rewriting and keep like rereading the letter day after day and you keep sleeping on it. But that way you can get all your feelings out and what you want to say to them, but not send it. And that's all that that matters for you to move on is you to get those feelings out there, you to recognize those feelings that you still have about your ex-boyfriend, because that allows you to dig deeper and Honestly, spend that time alone to make sure you're not bringing them in the next relationship, kind of like what I just did over the weekend. Number two, a huge therapy tactic and something that I love, like a little bit like manifestation-y, is actually writing down things that you think your dream significant other is doing at this current moment. I freaking love this. I love the idea of manifesting your perfect guy because not only are you gonna be writing down things that you're wishing and you're manifesting this dream guy to do, you're also realizing that your ex is not doing any of the freaking things that you want your dream guy to be doing, okay? And that's a huge part of moving on as well, realizing that your ex-boyfriend actually is a piece of shit. And writing this things down, A, the pros and cons of 
I actually hated this about him and this is what I liked about him. And then take all the pros in that and just manifest the dream guy. Because I promise you guys, I'm a living walking example right now that the dream guy does exist out there. I seriously found the perfect guy. And I and that's the weirdest part about going from a very toxic relationship to a really healthy one. You're like, wait, how is this possible? How are you this good to me? How do you care so much about my damn feelings? And if I'm like going crazy off for a second, why are you like calming me down? Why are you not gaslighting me? Like seriously, those are my exact thoughts. And sometimes it's like, it's too good to be true, but that's how it should feel. It should feel so too good to be true. And when you manifest that guy, you are making sure you're not settling, which is so, so important. You are getting the guy that you deserve. And another thing about closure and forgiveness and acceptance, it is uncomfortable. And it is uncomfortable to sit with yourself and not stay busy. Please do not do what I did uh, which is go into the next relationship and party all the time and stay busy. I did a freaking workout tour. I was in, you know, 12 cities in three months, literally just to make sure that I wasn't thinking about old thoughts and my ex-boyfriend. And so please take my advice. And the last, you know, year before I met my current boyfriend were the best years of me realizing that I forgave my ex because I spent that time alone. I spent that time being uncomfortable. It's the last thing you really want to do. But once you do spend that time alone and you realize, you know, a lot of deeper things and a lot of deeper things about your past relationship. It allows you to bring the best version of yourself into your new relationship. And I think going off that, when we get in a relationship, sometimes we put our significant other first and we forget about ourselves and always remembering ourself comes first. Even if you're in a relationship right now, remember yourself comes first. Remember your hobbies. And sometimes we lose sight of the things that we really, really care about in a relationship, especially in a toxic relationship. Because in a toxic relationship, sometimes our significant other doesn't allow us or doesn't want us to be the best version of ourselves and doesn't really love when we you know, do our own hobbies and have our own life. And so I will say, if you are going through that right now, make sure to find those passions again. Go get out there. I'm not saying like go out and go clubbing, but like make really amazing friends with other girlfriends. Like when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I was just like traveling a lot, working a lot, whatever. I wasn't really finding real relationships within other humans. I'm not saying like other, you know, relationships of as in dating, but I mean, what really helped me get happier again and and think deeply in myself as A, spending time alone and realizing like, okay, why am I still not over him? What do I need to do personally to move on from this? And B, spending time with people who are amazing and making real, really good girlfriends. I think that was a huge part of like, you know, the last year leading up to meeting my, my new boyfriend was spending quality time with good people again and getting back to the hobbies that you enjoy alone. Just saying that right now, I'm like, okay, what do I enjoy? I enjoy cooking, going out with my girlfriends. I enjoy going on long walks. And now I'm like, oh shit, I do all those things. Everything that I still love to do, I do in my current relationship. In my past relationship, I gave up so much, just fit his standard. And you'll know when you're in a healthy relationship, when you can still be full of yourself and do all the things that you love. One of my favorite quotes about going from a toxic relationship to a healthy relationship. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, like this can't be, like this guy's way too good. One of my favorite quotes is, you were never asking for too much. You were just asking the wrong person. Let that sink in and remember that because you deserve the absolute best. 
I guess the overall arching theme of this episode, <laughs> thank you for listening this far if you're still here, but basically the overarching theme of this episode is really not how to not bring your baggage into your new relationship because we're all human. We all have past traumas here, okay? It is really, A, understanding those triggers of, you know, what really causes any insecurities or weaknesses in a relationship. And the biggest part about that is communication. And so I think something really cool that happened after, you know, those two days that I was like being kind of insecure in my current relationship after I got that DM, my boyfriend was like, dude, you're off lately. I'm like, it's my period, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 let's sit down. Like, you good? Like, like, why are you snapping at me lately? And I was like, so I got this DM and my past, whatever. And I never wanted to bring up my past relationship with you. And I was kind of like brushing it out under the rug. And he was like, sit down and talk to me about this because I want to hear everything that you have to say. And he wanted to communicate about it. He wanted me to be open. And I was like, are you sure that this isn't like hurting your feelings? Like me talking about like my ex-boyfriend cheating on me. And he was like, absolutely not. That's a part of who you are. And let's work on it. I would love to work on this with you. Let's communicate more. If something like this ever comes up, please tell me right away. Don't wait two days to talk about it with me. And that was like a First off, aha moment. Wow, another healthy relationship. <laughs> here, here we go. But at the same time, it's just like, it was just really cool to see that when you really love someone, you want to communicate with them and you want to make them a better person. And so I would say, always communicate what's going wrong in your relationship. Sometimes we don't want to say what our real feelings are because we might feel, in quotes, crazy, or we might, you know, we don't want to see that, that side of us come out. We don't want to admit some things, I guess to our significant other because we always want to be strong and confident and like things don't get to us and we're scared of their reaction. If you're scared of your your boyfriend's reaction, you know, maybe sit down one day and 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 talk out why you're scared of what he's going to say um, and how he would react as well. I think that's a good part too. If if you know if you're, something's going wrong and you think that your boyfriend can talk it out with you, please talk it out because let me tell you, communication is absolutely key with going through, you know, past traumas and triggers and baggage bringing into a new relationship. I wouldn't say like, talk about your ex all the time because it's not fun for anyone to talk about is their ex-boyfriend, but when it's, or, or ex-girlfriend, but when it has a situation where it pertains to your current relationship and you're like, just trying to explain yourself, this is the why I am the way I am, your significant other should understand that and you guys should work through that together. Number two, I think a really huge thing about being in a healthy relationship and going from a toxic relationship to a healthy one is having respect and acceptance for other people's issues. So that goes also back to communication as well and like understanding each other because you have to accept who the other person is and who they've been with, who they dated, and what they've been through. And you have to respect it as well. And it might be kind of hard at first to realize, like, he was doing that with this girl. I don't respect it. You have to respect it because that's just who they are. You have to ex respect them, respect their past. And I think that's a huge thing. And accept it as well. If you can't respect it, at least accept it. <laughs> And then number three, I think understanding, this one's like very obvious, but it's like, you know, sometimes we just need a reminder, understanding that you both are different than your pasts, meaning my current boyfriend has nothing to do with my ex-boyfriend whatsoever. They're different people. And so I just wanted to reiterate that to you guys. It's, all, it's a very obvious tip right here, a piece of advice that you guys should carry along. But your current significant other is so, so different than your last. And your next, by the way, if you're single listening to this, your next significant other 
is so much different than your last as well. Please don't be out there and and thinking like, oh, my ex did me so, so wrong. And like every guy is like horrific or every girl is horrific. And, and you know, and, and always thinking about what your ex-boyfriend did. And I don't want to go through that again because first off, you know, there are other people out there who can treat you right. Your next is different than your last. And my last piece of advice here, which I think is really important. If you guys have not studied each other's love languages, I highly, highly, highly recommend studying each other's love language. Or on that note, especially just knowing your love language, because you can't change a person's love language, meaning there's five different love languages. It is, hopefully I can remember them, acts of service, giving, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Oh, I got them all, I think. <laughs> and so the first month of my boyfriend and I dating, we actually took the love language test because he actually hasn't had a girlfriend for a very, very, very long time. He literally hasn't had a girlfriend since he was 17. So he's like basically never had a girlfriend. He's like 28 years old. So he was actually curious to see like what his love language is in a, in a you know, a serious relationship. And I felt like I was a different person since my last relationship. So I was curious to see what my love language is and see if we're compatible with each other. I don't think it's weird at all to take a love language test even in month one of dating someone else because this is something that you can't change. Love language is like the foundation of how you guys are going to get along. One of my really good friends was in a relationship for about, I'd say a year and a half, almost two years. And she just kept complaining, he doesn't call me pretty enough or he won't cuddle me at night. And, and, he was amazing in every other aspect. He would literally, she would come home from work and she would have gifts. She would have like dinner cooked, like everything. And so his acts of service and his giving were amazing. But her love language needed words of affirmation and physical touch. And so, and she didn't get those two things. They didn't end up working out. And it took them almost two years to realize this because of the foundation on th something about each other that they couldn't change. She needed this. He needed that. And so it wasn't like something small that you could change. So realizing right away off the bat the bigger foundational things of who someone is that you can't change. And I think a huge part of that in a relationship is studying the love language and taking that test online. So make sure to take it if you actually have no idea. I will say sometimes opposites do attract at the same time, but if your person is giving you exactly what you need, then don't worry about it. Not a very comic relief episode, kind of more of a uh, deeper episode about relationships, but a really good takeaway from all of this is not harping on things that you regret in past relationships or what you didn't see or you know anything of the sort of like holding grudges towards someone else or your ex at all. I would just say the entire overarching theme is learning lessons about every relationship that you have. As my mom said in episode one of Austin AF, every single person you date is like homework and you learn something from every single person that you date. And that makes, again, going back to retroactive jealousy, every single person that your significant other has been with made him who he is today. So honestly, you should kind of think thank them. Thank them because they made him who he or she is today. So 
make sure you're looking always at the positive sides, what you can take away, what you can do differently in every single, you know, every time you enter a new relationship and the lessons and the takeaways that you can get from that. I think the lesson learned in my past relationship as well, that my ex had no respect for me. And I think that's a huge thing that we don't talk about enough is the relationship must be a two way street with respect. You guys must respect each other's time, past, what you guys do as a career, your feelings, really respecting your feelings. And so you make sure your feelings are validated at all times and just having overall respect for each other. And I think that's a huge, huge thing about having a healthy relationship that I finally learned with my new boyfriend. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any other input to say on this, please, please follow us on social media at Austin AF or at Katie Austin as well. But we will most likely see the Austin AF DMs as well. So if you guys have any insight on this, any comments, I would love to read them or even talk about them on the show as well. So make sure to DM us, message us on Austin AF. Go follow us, subscribe to the YouTube channel and to as a podcast and give it five stars. I love you guys and I will see you guys next week. Bye.